All right, we're ready. All right, call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Here. Mr. Kabicki? Here. Ms. Hughes? Here. Stanford Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, that and uh, I make a motion for the approval and the sign uh, and the approval of the signing of the meeting minutes of October or September 13, 2022. Do I hear a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. Then we move on to open form. Do we have anybody signed in for open form? Yes. Rosemarie Cameron. Well, we just signed in. Oh, okay. Okay. I just, um, if anybody wants to make any comments, it's no. an open point. No? Just said sign in. Okay. Well, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you are very obedient. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. And uh, the next, uh, we have a presentation from the Hamilton County Solid Waste District five-year plan update uh, with Gage Bradford. Gage, go ahead. You got the floor. All right, thanks everyone. Appreciate the time. I'll try and respect it as much as possible. So as he said, Gage Bradford with now Hamilton County Resource, just recently rebranded from Recycling and Solid Waste District. Still the same goal, we help all communities in the county try and send less waste to the landfill. So just a brief recap before we um, get to the plan, I wanted to just make sure everyone's aware of some of the ways we make change and, and get less waste to landfills. We've got a number of grant programs, um, anywhere currently from $10,000 to $100,000, all for different innovative projects that may reduce waste going to landfill. We also have an annual grant program that all communities participate in um, that is basically a kickback for recycling efforts. I do believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe you guys kick it directly towards your Rumpke contract. I could be wrong there. Um, but outreach campaigns, we always do a few of those a year, whether it's, you know, electronics recycling, composting, breaking down your cardboard, whatever it may be. Um, we have an environmental enforcement task force. We fund a sheriff year-round. 365 days of the year to pursue illegal dumpers of all sorts in all communities. He will pursue that all the way through the court system. Uh, drop-off programs. So we have three yard trimmings drop-off programs available to all county residents that are trying to get rid of their yard trimmings, leaves, brush, things of that nature, completely free of charge, and that material is composted. Um, and that that's kind of a recap on some of our annual programs. Uh, moving forward right along here. So the plan update. The EPA requires us by law to have a 15-year solid waste plan for the county. We have to update it every five years. And all communities, all jurisdictions have to vote on that five-year update. The last time we went out for this five years ago, we received 100% approval from all communities. Uh, so we're definitely hoping to do that again, but we must reach at least 60% of the population of as approving through their council or trustees. Um, so we will go out for ratification on that in the first quarter of next year. So we're just doing our diligence here, going around to all the councils, making sure they're aware that this is coming. Uh, to cover some of the changes that we are, are looking at with this new plan, um, the annual resident, residential recycling incentive program, we are going to keep that at, eight, at $800,000 minimum moving forward, although usually our budget allows us to, our funding allows us to bump that up to $900,000 a year. Uh, like I said, Columbia applies for and receives that every single year, uh, so I think you guys are good there. Um, the one change. Uh, we will now be implementing a at least $2,500, but up to $5,000 minimum um, award for any community that applies for that grant. The reasoning is because it's become, unfortunately, kind of a rich get richer, poor stay poor program. 
So it's designed to help underfunded programs reinvest in themselves to help divert more waste from their communities. Um, so that's, that's a minor tweak really when you're looking at a $900,000 pot and I don't expect it to really affect anyone in a significant manner other than maybe the city of Cincinnati. Uh, increased business assistance. So we do have a number of programs for businesses. We have an internship program where we pay 75% of an internship cost for a business. We've got grants. We've got um, internal recycling bin and signage needs for businesses. We're increasing our yearly budget from 145000 to 245000 for that. So uh, we are always happy to come speak to a chamber of commerce or a specific business that's maybe trying to reduce waste in some, in some manner. And recently, uh, just earlier this year, we hired a local consultant, um, Rice Educational Consulting, to, to evaluate our current programming from a diversity, equity, and inclusions perspective, just to make sure that uh, we're appropriating time and money um, fairly and equitably. So they helped us as we were reviewing our 15-year plan step-by-step step to make sure nothing's too outdated or unfair for our community. Uh, that was not required of us in any in any facet. We decided that was important to us and important for the county. So we spent a lot of money on that to have them review our plan along with us. Happy to answer any follow-up questions about that um, after this meeting or as, as we go on through this process. Um, let's see here. And I think that is pretty much the ins and outs. Uh, you've got our, our social media information here on the back as well as uh, my manager's um, information, Michelle Balls, who you guys are probably more familiar with. She's been around for quite some time. Um, so that's, that's the baseline changes to the plan or update about the plan. Like I said, we have to do this every five years. We will ask you guys to ratify it at the turn of the year. Um, you have 90, 90 days to do that once we make the request. And that's, that's all I've got, unless there's any questions. Thank you, Gage. Is there any questions? I have a question. Um, this is all public information, I'm assuming, on your website. Absolutely. Residents can download the prior 15-year plan? Yes, the full plan is on our website. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's close to 300 pages. Oh, easy reading. Right. I tried to shorten it up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. My understanding, I, I've not, I haven't, gotten into these numbers, but I understand when my Lemon was transitioning uh, some of the programs to me, that Columbia Township captures about 25% of waste, household waste, that was intended for uh, the landfill uh, through the recycling program. Uh, so outside Columbia Township for communities that don't have a waste district, which was established here before me, um, it's, uh, for example, in the township where I now live, it's a choice, and some people recycle and some people don't. Here we provide that service, provide the um, carts, and it promotes um, recycling. And also, uh, I know that Hamilton County has designated uh, drop-off spaces, places yes. for yard waste. We provide, as you're aware, through our waste district, we provide year-round yard waste collection as well as seasonal leaf collection and all of that goes to our compost for um, its winter nap and then return uh, to residents uh, in the spring uh, so uh, we are really an active community in terms of recycling. Yeah, yeah, the diversion rate, especially amongst townships, is pretty solid here. Um, and I think a lot of it does boil down to you guys being contracted with Rumpke to provide each household with a recycling cart that, I mean. We make it where they don't have to think. Right, well, you're seeing, if, if you're in a community where you have to, as citizen A, you have to call Rumpke and subscribe to their services, recycling drops off a cliff. Um, so I, I think that as far as a township goes, you guys are looking pretty solid. I'm not, I should have brushed up, I've been running around all day. I'm not immediately familiar with tonnages of the leaf and yard trimmings program that you guys have.
also a huge, huge key because that is measured into your diversion rate, which kicks back into the um, the RRI grant money that kicks back to you guys. So um, any. <coughs> Just making sure that that weight and collection is properly documented and returned to me at the end of the year when I come barking at you guys for the RRI grant, that's important. Um, but looking at, you know, if you're wanting to beef up a program like that, we've got grants that have paid for new leaf vacuum equipment or wood chippers or anything like that to maybe amplify the program. Um, and like I said, there's there's tons of programs for schools and businesses that I don't want to get too far into, but reach out to me anytime or connect me with different parts of the community. Could I ask a question? I'm curious, the, when you say yard waste, I know we have the leaf and brush, but the yard waste is separate, like the bags that you get at Kroger that you put your um, grass clippings and that kind of stuff, and those just are going right now into the with, regular... With Rumpke. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So those, is there like an option to have that picked up and, and put into a separate place? Well, as far as what the township is willing to provide us picking up, you know, that's that's none of, of my ability to change. But we do have locations, three different locations in the county that are available to all citizens for drop-offs of yard okay. trimmings. Um, and I will say that, in my opinion, that's a little bit better than Rumpke's pickup program where you where you bag it and they pick it up along their route. Um, that's a separate thing. I'm just maybe these guys can address it. But like when you when we put out our bags that say yard waste that's the clippings, those are just going into the regular rumpy truck. They're not going into it. So. That's correct. They just go to the landfill then, yeah. right? Yeah. That's that's what, yeah. So they use it as Rumpke uses all of that material as quote unquote alternative daily cover. Uh, which does have some benefits, mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, measuring methane emissions or smell for the community at the landfill, but in my opinion, it is not composted. Right. It's still going to landfill. They mix organic and inorganic matter right. in, on, in layers as part right. of the decomposition process. Okay. So. But it seems like you guys do um, return material to the community if they ask for it. If it, yeah. yeah, so that's, um, yeah. that's amazing. Okay, I was just wondering if there, there was a way, like, when we get our leaf and our brush pickup, like, that we could also do yard waste. Well, and our, and our website is on here as well as contact information. I'd be more than happy to share so as like much information. So, like, a way you can buy stickers and, and, like, even if the township isn't doing it, there are other services, you know? There are businesses that would be willing to take it steps further and do food scraps as well if you're, if you're really trying to okay. cut down on your waste going to landfill. And some communities, maybe that don't have the ability to do any collection of their own, like Coleraine, for example, they just contracted a, a compost service courier to create a drop-off in their community where everyone can come drop off their food scraps and their leaves and their pumpkins, and it's carried away. We've at, looked at into charge. some of those. They're minimum. You have to meet a minimum. Because they're private yeah. businesses, you have to assure them of a minimum of a certain yeah. um, uh, level or else we have to make up the difference financially yeah. on that. So. All right, well, just, just thank, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Gage. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, guys. Reach out at any time. Okay. Now we move on to reports. First, the fiscal officer's report with Ms. Heakin. I'm sorry, the general fund ending balance for October um, is $3,063,760, which is a decrease of 3% from August. Restricted fund ending balance is $6,298,901, which is a decrease of 6% from August. Uh, these funds totaled uh, equal $9,362,661, which is down 5% from August. Revenues for September were 804560 and expenses were 1299004 Year-to-date revenues, $8,532,528. Expenses, $7,684,521. Um, the second half 
of the Hamilton County tax revenues settlement occurred early in August. Um, typically the funds are deposited in September and the next semi-annual settlement will occur in April of 23. Um, as I have said before, the voter approved levy revenues do not cover the cost of all of the township's public services. Our business revenues cover more than 80% of those public services and thanks to our success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions on the report? That any questions about the road superintendent report with Mr. Frazier? I just wanted to highlight uh, the second item on um, Dustin's report that uh, with the Cambridge road reconstruction, um, we were able to create uh, like a neighborhood meet and greet area uh, uh, at the corner as you turn the corner on. Um, from Plainville to Cambridge uh, with the way the existing sidewalk was and the, the sidewalk there could not be extended because there were utility conflicts and so we just had the contractor make a larger area and put some benches there and we're getting pots to add to our, our uh, pot uh, uh, decorative pots on that area and so now we have two benches there that you can sit and they slightly face each other and you can uh, talk. We had them repainted, and it's a really a, a nice area. And soon we'll have some decorative pots there. So it just turned out to be like a little mini pocket park yeah. there. That's great. It's always nice to see the community. We've got a place to become engaged. Uh, that we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. So I have a little bit of a hybrid report last month and this month since I was out. Um, we just had two of our major. Uh, events for the year, both at 50 West, one in August, the uh, All About Joel, Billy Joel uh, concert, uh, and then this past month, the Bengals tailgate, uh, really big success as well, uh, uh, also at 50 West, and so our uh, we have completed, let's see, seven events, and Oh, okay. You want we can, you want to yeah. go back? Yeah, I'm, I apologize. Okay. For the forum, I did have a couple of things to read. I'm so sorry, and that just reminded me. Um, this was a message. There were many messages about the events and how great they are, and so we just chose one um, from a resident of Williams Meadow. Hello, this is Dave Ching from Williams Meadow, and I just wanted to send you a quick note and thank you for setting up the event today at 50 West. Our boys had so much fun. The food was great and we had time to visit with friends in our neighborhood and continue to build community. It was a great time and really makes us feel great about being part of Columbia Township. So that is a nice little summary of that. And then the other one, um, this is more about, um, about, I'm sorry, it's more about Melissa. I know she doesn't want me to say her specifically, but um, Melissa helped some residents some Walton Creek residents, and I'm sure Kim and Lauren were helpful as well, but they had a kind of a special um, project. They needed to do some pretty major renovations to a, a home, and, and their note um, will explain that. Dear Melissa, Greg and I received the permits and all clear for our addition, new wall design and septic system this week for our property on Walton Creek Road. What a long road it has been. We want to thank you for your support with a letter and attendance at our zoning hearing. It meant a lot to us personally and made us feel secure as residents of Columbia Township. We look forward to participating in more township events and are excited about the improvements going on in the area. With gratitude, Heather and Greg Snyder. And that's not something that we can help every single resident, obviously, with their projects, but this was kind of a special. <coughs> it's interesting she mentioned events as well because we're, we're talking about events. So that, that um, was a uh, planned reconstruction um, of a historic home. And so okay. we have some unique properties in Columbia Township, particularly in the Walton Creek area, uh, due to its history back to the 1700s <coughs> um, with the Greenville uh, Treaty and uh, 
the original Plainville Village, and that was one of them. And it had so many issues, and they were having some difficulty navigating <laughs> Hamilton County zoning. So I leaned in and uh, helped uh, support them through that process, and we found some solutions. And Brian Snyder, as always, was great as well. So that was that was really nice. So they'll be should be working on that house now. Okay. Sorry right. about that. No, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. That, that, that was interesting because we were in the, in the middle of, of talking about events. Um, I also wanted to um, share, and Brian, you may have this in your comments a little later, but we have offered many times to neighborhoods that have block parties that neighborhoods that we have a handful of neighborhoods that on their own schedule block parties. Uh, through just a social network or through an HOA and if you don't mind us crashing we enjoy coming out and meeting we we get to meet more get to meet more residents that way and so I, I know that we've been to um, um, Ridgewood had a block party and then also uh, Walton Creek Village and um, some others I, I know that I've gone to Seven Hills and some of the others but we always want to remind people that if you have a block party we if you would like for us to, to come and uh, uh, help with food, you know, help contribute to food, uh, we'll do that. And it just is a great way for us to talk to people who a lot of times we know just by phone call or by email, which is really in person, impersonal. So we well, like it. Well, it's interesting, even, I mean, Billy Tolson, I think it was an eternity ago, but there was obviously a fantastic event in this Bengals tailgate. You get more and more people, you know, just appreciating the sense of community is reflected by the note you read. And I have a lot of people stop and just really appreciate those things. And we saw a lot of people from Ridgewood come down to the Bangle event. Uh, some people that must have seen you guys a few days before. And uh, it's just nice that you see more of the community coming to more of these events and tying them together. And it'll be exciting when the firehouse is done to bring some of these events back to Madison Place and see because the Bangles are a hot brand right now. and. Um, and the 50 West guys were so excited about that Bangla tailgate event with the scoreboard and everything else that they want to go find a way to do it on a more ongoing basis. They were just that impressed. People, and some people came from other, some people came from the west side of town, some people came from Loveland, and they were looking at me like, you got to do this more often. I'm like, well, you have to talk to the slatteries about kind of planning and doing this more often. Certainly we participate in it, but, um, but it was just a great, great event, and uh, it's just nice to see the whole community come together because that's always been the goal, to try to create community events and bring a sense of community to everybody. So a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. So picking them back up on that, so the last event of the year, uh, we've made the major push so far, is our really sweet, uh, at the holidays, Luminaria. So Thursday, December 1st, 6 to 8 p.m., Columbia Main Street, Plainville Road. Um, it is the last time that we believe that we will have access to the firehouse uh, uh, if all goes well the rest the next couple of months and so we're looking at actually wrapping luminaria around the corner onto murray to the firehouse so it would stretch from madison place coffee uh, down plainville to murray which it always has been but we would wrap it around murray to the firehouse so there would be a series of stops along the way that you can make so more more information on that later um, um, administration housekeeping the 2020-2021 ohio audits were completed uh, by the auditor of state for columbia township and Colum the columbia fairfax jed z no material findings so uh, as they always tell us as as good as you can get audit so that's great news that's done for two years they'll be back um, we have property maintenance uh, violations that are increasing as more people are moving into the township and investing in their homes they are um, letting us know about concerns in um, more frequently we have a minor contract with sycamore township they do their work first and then on availability basis they do ours and some things have fallen behind uh, and I'm taking on more of that workload. So I've been talking to some communities in the area about uh, sharing someone where we get them half a time, half time and they, the other um, Newtown and several others so far, nothing has worked, but I'm still pursuing that. So part of, I think, um, not I think I know, part of uh, our community, when we look at beautification projects and we're increasing our police and 
fire contracts and all of those things that what goes with it is um, upholding property standards uh, among all the neighborhoods and also in the business district so I'm going to keep working on that um, the, the big thing for me this fall we have multiple things happening but uh, we've been working all year on our neighborhood economic development grant uh, program NED last year at this time we were awarding grants to all the neighborhoods that had HOAs so that they could could apply for investments in their neighborhood directly and uh, with us and we processed through that and then this early this year as you know we uh, contracted with Jerry uh, an arborist certified arborist and many other things that he is and began working on what ended up being an extremely complex detailed process to deliver the street tree uh, program for the neighborhoods that voted and we had contractors tell us when we began reaching out to them our goal was to you know add about 500 new street trees to the township and contractors told us that, that it would be difficult for any winning contractor to deliver that many trees in one planting season because you can only dig at a certain time and plant and be done by a certain time it's a very compressed window in the fall so we broke it up over two years and so we have a phase one with a certain number of streets in a phase two we are uh, we we have mentioned before that we awarded the contract to the winning bidder for the street tree install phase one this fall and in preparation for that uh, we had a package go out to all of the homes that are in phase one uh, for and we decided to do it by door hanger we wanted to make sure that every single person had an opportunity to see what was coming to their neighborhood so we did a special edition of the voice uh, which is in your packet the uh, focusing on Ned our our um, bulldog theme Ned has been working hard since you last saw him and 500 new street trees are coming soon to Columbia Township neighborhoods and it goes through the plan the streets the schedule uh, and then Jerry additionally uh, included some materials about why trees are beautiful and hardworking and then each street received its own specific plan for existing trees new proposed trees trees that have to be removed by address and pictures example pictures including on the website where you can see you know what might be coming to your yard or your neighbor's yard and um, we've had a lot of questions as Jerry and uh, Brian I know has gotten a lot of questions as well as we've been out and about preparing for this program um, it was a very technical program where we looked at the suitability of uh, a tree going into a particular location and whether first of all we did as I've shared before we did a complete assessment of all the existing street trees in Columbia Township their health and any trees that were diseased or damaged uh, are, were marked for removal and are being removed or have been removed and then the, uh, a complete assessment was made uh, with my office Dustin Frazier and then also Jerry about where there was there, where there would be opportunity to put new street trees and so everything was taken to, into account overhead utilities utilities below ground is the yard flat is the yard sloped how much room is between the road and a sidewalk if there is a sidewalk uh, and other conditions like that uh, if a street is has a heavy on-street parking is this is would the street tree be in the way of the car door car doors opening and things like that so we had this very long list of conditions that we factored into it and for every single location for all 500 trees in addition to the 700 that were assessed for their health all those variables were marked on an app that I've said before that Jerry created very easy he's out in the field doing this and uh, so this plan is well thought out very technical uh, a lot of effort went into it and so the contractor will begin this week uh, and has until uh, the first week of December and um, to begin the installs and then the, their contractor will also be out uh, doing tree removal so uh, the decorative street signs are up the HOA programs have been done and this is the first really large change that people will start seeing in neighborhoods and then next fall we will do phase two the decorative street signs 
<clears throat> what streets? Yeah. The streets that voted for them? Yes, I, uh, I should remember those. But just in general, what community? Well, what neighborhoods? Yeah. Was it Williams Meadow? They? No, no Williams Meadow was HOA. I'm blanking on, we did about eight streets. And I don't remember because we did it. We did it earlier this year. Okay. Sorry, just um, no big deal. They're they're beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Madison Place voted for street trees, so they will not have the decorative street signs. Can I, can so I add something real quick? I should know that. I, I didn't bring my laptop in, or I would pull. Oh, it I have up. it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have the list of the. I have the list. Of the um, decorative not street for decorative signs. Street I just have the, okay. the trees. Yeah, I'd like to drive over there too. I don't know, um, but I hope people appreciate how much work has gone into this. It's really incredible, and I know it's your neighborhood, Susan, that's in phase one, and my neighborhood, at least partially, is in phase one. Um, removing a lot of damage and diseased trees, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unfortunately really old trees, but they were damaged and diseased, still being removed, and um, all remaining trees will get a health report card and. Every one of these trees will be assessed every year by the arborist. So Jerry will come by every single year to check on them, which I think is a nice ad. And the first streets that will get trees are um, Susan's neighborhood of Erling and Fredericksburg, and then Madison Place West, which affects a lot of our guests today, all of the streets over there, and Bramble and Buckingham on the east side of Plainville, which is closer to me, and Old Worcester Lane, Ken Oak, Minority, um, those are all in phase one so it's a ton of trees being planted in the next couple months so it's exciting i know you guys have really worked hard on it so. yeah just a question on the trees since we're in a drought are they going to put the bags in so the yes trees yeah. will get the water yes just gonna tell all the bags gator bags tell her about yeah, the, bags. the contractor will water them this fall like i said no detail left untouched <laughs> <laughs> the contractor will hang bags this fall and then the contractor is responsible for the watering at the planting and then our our we our crews have a, a water trailer and then we'll make sure the first year that in in drought conditions that we will be doing that I so. have a question. Um, what about if you don't want a tree? So I have an enormous Norwegian spruce out in my front yard. I don't want another tree. I do not want another tree because that thing it, it is more than half of my front yard. My tree. Your tree. Yeah. Right. So the uh, you are in I think phase. Uh, are you phase one? So your mail. Did you did you read your mailer yet? I talked to Lauren. And then and I told her I do yes. not want a tree. So we we provide that information to Jerry, and then okay. um, if there's a conflict with something in the person's yard, he'll then remove that tree from the plan. Ahead if there's a con if there's a conflict where there's a concern that this tree would interfere with your existing tree. If there's any type of a conflict like that, he'll remove the tr our tree from the street tree plan. Okay. Now, my question is, I don't have a choice. They're going to plant no. it anyway. No, I, I just, no. Well, I know. Uh, uh, that's his assessment. But for instance, if I don't want another tree. But you just identified a conflict that is a concern and so he he will remove the street tree that was proposed if there was one proposed okay. he'll remove that yeah. from the, from the our plan. plan when you said mm -hmm. removed i thought they planned it no no let's hope not yeah and then and then we actually put in if anyone has any questions about it we, we put jerry's mobile and his email and everything in here to contact him and i i know that we had we had like four or five calls from the whole Township, which is really a small amount. And if you see people. Really paint, he's a neat guy. If you see paint in the yard, the, yes. the three feet, the little white paint is yes. where the location is. Yeah. So I would absolutely email or call Jerry, and he'll get back to you. Well, she said that she. If you've already talked to Lauren, Lauren passes okay. all those yeah. on to Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So switching quickly to designer street signs, the last Ned. What is Ned bringing to your neighborhood? Um, you chose designer street signs, you chose street trees. I just pulled out the old one. So here are the neighborhoods um, that you requested. Beach Street, Elm Street, Orchard Street, 
Spring Street, Pear Lane, Hillendale, Wind, and Kanawa. Okay. They chose designer street signs, and they are in. Okay. Uh, Plainville Business District revitalization. Just uh, two quick mentions. The uh, we're waiting for the tree at 6805 Cambridge to uh, be removed. It should happen tomorrow as an existing tree that is leaning on that property that is a safety hazard according to Jerry and we've been waiting for the contractor to remove it and then we can open that lot on a temporary basis for patrons daytime patrons of the Plainville Business District and then the signs will be delivered next or supposed to be delivered next week and so that that should be open next week uh, and we'll put that information out to the business district we did a preliminary email but we'll we'll let them know just on an interim basis that we can use that that parking area. The Madison Place Firehouse I mentioned a little bit earlier. We are so far on track to bid the project by the end of the year. We're in a very, the very detailed plan stage. A lot going on, but that is the current plan. And uh, I'll keep you updated on that. Let's <clears throat> see if there's anything else that's new that we would want to touch on um, yeah we did a we did a repaving project on Berwick with Marymont and then we're working with them on a joint project to repave Grove so some of the streets that are next up on our priority list involve uh, Marymont and so we were fortunate that they were um, open-minded uh, and receptive to uh, having one contractor do the project at once with our respective communities providing our share of the cost instead of them doing part of the road and us doing part of the road which is not how that should work uh, we completed the improvements to both Buckingham Place and Cambridge a million almost a million three which was a cost savings as I've said before because we bundled those two projects and um, we are applying again for the next road on the priority plan, which is Cambridge East, uh, the, which is Plainville to Grove. I mentioned before, we applied, we like to try to keep the road projects moving, have a road project under construction every year. Sometimes we end up having two in one year and none the next year. Uh, Cambridge East didn't score well enough for an OPWC grant, um, so they don't, take into account things like broken curb and such. Uh, they take into account, is it a thoroughfare road? Is it still drivable? Is it, you know, all these different types of things. And so we're applying again and uh, uh, made some tweaks on the app and we'll see if that works this, this year. We should know by the end of December mm. if, if that worked. And then we would design it in 2023 and build it in 2024 and then we would have all of the new stormwater kind of specs so, uh, to build as part of that plan. So as of right now, 2023 Grove is the... Mm -hmm. Okay. And it is it is more of a, what yes. we call like a micro project. Yes. Our full reconstructions are major projects, yep. but they're, Cambridge is turning out with, with the cost escalation, Cambridge, the updated estimate just for the new application, I think went to 1 million six. And that doesn't include all of the, um, drainage that may be needed for it it includes a basic drainage system it is going to be a very expensive project yeah. it is going to tax our budget and so everyone behind it is that same level the cost the drainage and other aspects associated with it so we are in a different era and so we have to keep looking at at how we're going to um, continue to move these road projects forward because the road levy cost does not cover not even half of each one of these projects each year. Uh, another conversation for another time. Um, we're, this month, the contractor will do will strike the on-street parking on Bramble. Recall that we've had residents that reached out to us with concerns about impacts from the business district, uh, not about parking per se, but about the sloppiness of the parkers. Uh, taking, you know, one parker will take up two spaces or two parkers will take up three spaces. And so we looked at that and formulated a, an administrative policy that for 
streets that are adjacent to business districts if we have documented problems like police calls where a vehicle is you know chronically blocking uh, a driveway uh, and such that we will uh, look at uh, striping that so we'll do that and when you say striping it's just painted lines right, right. okay thermo I think we're gonna do thermo okay. foil on that we, uh, so that way there'll be two right. spaces or three spaces and they need to park within the lines or right somebody in the rooms cohorts may come a calling um, and then something that's going to happen here in the next month is that ODOT is going to as we're talking about the complexities of our road system and the increasing age of our roads and the increasing cost of road replacement uh, <clears throat> ODOT, ODOT is going to abandon the Wooster Lane to the township Wooster Lane that segment <coughs> of I think seven eight houses was originally part of US 50 and when US 50 was rebuilt it was rebuilt closer to um, the river and they they no longer need that and they've been main, uh, maintaining it um, to their standards and so they are uh, there's a legal abandonment process in the state of Ohio that if the Department of Transportation does not need a road in its inventory asset that it uh, can abandon it to the next uh, level department down which in this case is the county Hamilton County has refused to accept Hamilton County engineers are refusing to accept Wooster they said it's not a through road the county has through roads and that's fair it's not a through road unless you consider that you turn on the one drive drive the length of the road and mm -hmm. drive out which is so it's going to be abandoned they are refusing to accept it or they're going to do a like a like double closing they're going to do a double abandonment it's going to go to them and then will go to us Anyway, it's a public process, and uh, we've been working very closely with ODOT to make sure that we understand that um, that they bring the conditions of the road and the right-of-way up to a fair and reasonable standard before they give it to us. We don't have this road programmed in our 10-year plan. We are having difficulty. Uh, you put the road right there on the street yeah. for those houses. Mm -hmm. right. and, and the acts and the... the you would think, access you would think sections the property owners would appreciate an abandonment of the road yes and that they could recoup it for green space or whatever else I mean or no else. the road stays because it's access for their driveways just wonder if there's a better way to do that well I brought that up with ODOT that we can have that conversation uh, yeah, separately but, but, come here, yeah, but I, just I brought up why don't that. we abandon the road altogether and just let them bring their driveways directly out onto US 50 and they said they would not permit that um, well, is there a better way to do what we're doing? That's all I'm asking. I'm not suggesting that, that the roads come out the Wooster Pike and have them five or six or eight mm -hmm. current cuts would work either. Or two to one or three to one. It just seems like that road is, it just seems like a bit much for what it's serving, given the fact that it's free. That's it. We'll have this conversation. It does. They're going to schedule a, a meeting here with <coughs> you, me, I'm bringing in JMA and, T, and TEC, and then, and then the residents. And we have uh, have another call tomorrow. This has been a two-year process. Let's you and I talk okay. about this another time. All right. Okay. Uh, we're, uh, I can end on this. Um, we are two quick things the you know we, we typically have a number of speed studies going at any given time the township wide uh, speed study traffic calming study one of the initial recommendations for phase one was increasing the number of radar speed signs which are the driver feedback signs so we already have four and we're going to add eight and they're all they all have to be programmed and we're working through that programming and then um, installing them as soon as we have several programs so we will be at 12 here in the next month and then we will look at phase two uh, which includes uh, physical barriers and other traffic calming measures but all again all part of the road uh, program as well but uh, we, we try to prioritize we don't try we do what was that Star Wars there is no try only do um, <clears throat> is everybody pretty much thinking I'm I guess we invite audience participation fire does everybody think that those feedback signs the ones that tell you how fast you're going to do we think they they do will do some good yes mm -hmm. yes I do. I have one on my street, so mm -hmm. yes, definitely. 
Um, and it's a skull zone through there also, mm-hmm. which is probably why it was put there in the first place. I think people slow down because it does, um, it escalates, like it, it'll be faster if you're over <coughs> the speed limit. And that's a shock. And, yeah, you know, I've driven that road a million times and it still affects I think me. it's a clear indication that you can't, that there's no debating whether you're going too fast. I mean, it's up there. So yeah. Yeah. It's an active sign. That's why I call it driver feedback sign. And yeah. if you get the driver's attention, you're more likely to get there to change their behavior, the passive signs, the flat signs don't. I think the next evolution of those is going to be, it's going to start calling the drivers different names. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you something, yeah. <laughs> there will be some type of a, the, the, in the in smart vehicle era where it will read and know your name. Hey, you, You're Joe, get off your phone. Yeah. Those that want to be in compliance, I, I mean, <laughs> those that truly want to be in compliance with the law, I think it's a good reminder for them, especially in the residential neighborhoods, because, you know, we all drive faster in our own neighborhoods, believe it or not, than, than you think you do, and many times you're just uh, rushing to get to work, take your children to school, whatever it is, and uh, a reminder that you're driving too fast in, in the neighborhood for your neighborhood. Even. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. We're the worst offenders, for sure. It's just a good economical way to, to do a little bit of... Just <coughs> reminding people not to speed for all the speeders without having to put police out there because that's not ideal. Okay, just curious. Okay. Okay, I promise I'm at the end. Um, thanks to Trustee Susan Hughes, this fall for the first time ever we have uh, planted township wide in our gateways and our planters big Mac Daddy mums. Okay. So, and they look really good. We did tricolor this year. That's the fashion this year. <laughs> so, we have tricolor moms uh, uh, out, and um, it looks really good. So, I hope, I hope that uh, people will really enjoy those. I, I even, you know, enjoy them uh, just when I'm out and about. Um, final thing, the promenade on Wooster, anchored by Ace, many people are aware that when COVID first hit, <clears throat> that we uh, applied for and received a very generous grant to uh, put outdoor dining when a lot of the restaurants were closed and were only able to do carry out. And so we did a temporary install in the parking lot with safety fencing and chairs and such. And the county requested that in order to do a permanent outdoor dining plaza, that we needed to update the PUD plan. So that's a very large shopping center. It has a very complex PUD plan. It includes uh, parking space analysis. So I'm pleased to say we are finally through that uh, plan <laughs> update and in terms of the plan development. And it's uh, being submitted to the county uh, and uh, it should be on the November Rural Zoning Commission for review. We'll go and present there and ask for them to accept the, um, pr- the new uh, permanent plaza. Uh, and then we will be able to um, uh, bid it, and then we have to enter into an agreement uh, with uh, the promenade owner uh, as to who will uh, construct it, and then it will be built. So. Uh, we're glad That's great. to have reached that that point, and that is. Is that it? It. I took up That's the whole meeting. Doing? <laughs> Dustin wasn't here, so I took his time. Dustin Montgomery's not here. Two reports in one. Okay. Any questions about the administrators or the economic development report? No, but I had a question about Cervantes when they got the. Uh, no, I we. Think they've just struggled to get construction um, performance. Uh, such, but I, I heard November. Dustin checks monthly and then it'll, it, they'll tell us a date and then it'll be pushed. Okay. We would love for it to be November. I think by the holidays would be yeah. ideal. It's amazing how that center has come a long, long way. It is fully leased. Yes, so that's nice. Okay, then we move on to police reports with Lieutenant Neighbor. And for the three seconds, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> Two things, uh, just a reminder to all the residents, of course, North Take Back program. It's a semi-annual thing that we do at uh, our substation up on uh, Montgomery Road, 6943 Montgomery Road. October 29th, 10 to 2, uh, taking pills, uh, prescription pills. Uh, we do not take needles, we do not take liquids, but uh, it seems to have a really good uh, showing every time I do it. So we take two or three big boxes of uh, 
of drugs that uh, could get it fall into the wrong hands. On the topic of drugs, uh, the uh, Hamilton County Public Health, Hamilton County Addiction Response Coalition, the City of Cincinnati, and the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, uh, they're trying to push out currently a, a message to the public. And I'm going to hit the bullet points that are in this letter that I'm holding in my hands. Uh, that there is a large increase of uh, overdose fentanyl overdose deaths. And with that, uh, it is not the normal people that are actually overdosing on opioids. It is, it is, I'll just read the bullet points. Even if you're a recreational drug user, you're at risk for overdose and death. Fentanyl may be in your drug supply. Uh, we have seen multiple deaths and people using drugs other than opioids. That includes marijuana. So anybody that is a recreational drug user out there, please have fentanyl, or pardon me, have um, uh, Narcan, Narcan, Narcan handy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a recreational drug user for your health and for the health of your family and friends that are into that sort of thing, hopefully they're not. But if they are, I don't want to see any more overdose deaths than we're already seeing at this point. So that's about it for us for this month. And, and if they're buying drugs, they should buy the from our medical marijuana dispensaries in Columbia Township? Yes, that's in that end, the, the, the med medical marijuana uh, process. It is extremely vetted. It's very easy to get a medicinal marijuana card these days. If you want to smoke marijuana or, um, uh, or use marijuana, do it the right way. Go to a doctor, get a prescription to, uh, to have it, get your medicinal marijuana card, and then you buy it from a dispensary that is vetted completely vetted where it's completely safe to use that marijuana product or THC product. Thank you. And as Brian said, shop Columbia Towns, but you will get a portion of the proceeds. Okay, that and we move on to the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue and the Deer Park Silverton um, Fire District reports. I'm going to let Mr. Lamar chair that and take it wherever you want. Um, as always, I appreciate both Chief's attendance uh, at all of our meetings and uh, being such a, a visible part of the community. And I wanted to thank uh, Chief Sifke. We um, sat at a coffee shop together for a couple hours a couple weeks ago and uh, just met people in the community. And um, people had questions about fire. He was available. People had um, questions about government. I was available. Not sure how well I answered them. Um, but it was good to see him. And I, one, the main thing I wanted to do is promote our chili cook-off for the Joint Fire District, the Little Miami Joint Fire District, which is this Saturday. That's the 15th from 12 to 4. You can still enter. If you want to enter, you can find, um, there's an entry form you need to fill out. You probably need to do that really soon. Um, it's on the Little Miami Facebook page. It's on our Facebook page. You can call our office so we can fill it out really quick. We, I think we have seven people. Breaking news right before the meeting, we had seven. I hope a Columbia Township resident wins this thing. Mm -hmm. um, go Columbia Township and we can we cook better chili than Fairfax. <laughs> Don't often get Fairfax Smack talk here. What time's the chili cook off? From when to when? Noon to four. So I, they, if you are going to go, I would get there by noon and drop off chili. I think about eleven thirty. We'll probably have all the winners and awards by one p.m. But I think there's lots of stuff going on with the fire department. If you want to come and hang out and ask questions and see the fun equipment like I like to do, um, it's right there on uh, Wooster Pike in Fairfax. But that's the Little Miami Joint Fire District that services most of Columbia Township, including your neighborhood and my neighborhood. Okay, any of you guys want to add that? Nice job. No. <laughs> Thank the you. The only other thing I will add is, is there is a fire levy on the Little Miami Joint Fire Rescue District that is on the ballot. It is one, if I say something wrong, somebody stop me, but 1.75 mils. Uh, Chief Sifke and I took a, a, the opportunity for me to introduce him in a podcast to take a deep dive to talk about the size of the levy, why the levy is necessary, what the, some of the history that he's ran into of all of the things, why why we haven't used, what funds we've used to help subsidize uh, not having a bigger levy. It's a deep dive and, and so I think it's informative for anybody that really wants to get serious about it and hopefully um, hopefully we get some, you know, I, I assist him with telling his story by going on a couple of town meetings, one in Madison Place and one over in Columbia G as well. That is our intent and our goal. I just got to make sure I can schedule it and we can get the time from probably 50 West and the, what is the school called? The, the school church? Good. Oh, Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd, yes. Mm -hmm. Good Shepherd Church and School. So 
That'd be the objective and goal to do that as well. But in the meantime, you can go. And where can we, where can they access the podcast on our, our website and yours? Yeah, our Facebook page. Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. Little Miami Fire District and the Columbia Hunter Facebook page. So for those that are interested, it's a deep dive. For those that aren't interested, you're probably not going to be interested. It's not that but So it's out there. Can, can I have one more thing? You go ahead. Uh, it was, if you remember a couple weeks ago, there was a fake school shooting at Princeton High School. And it really put the community in the turmoil for that hour when people thought it was real. And I just had, I had the, I don't know what the word is, pleasure of sitting next to the chief when that notification went out. And he is part, and our fire district is part of a, I guess it's a rapid response team, and they're trained on how to handle these situations. And so it was amazing just learning of the logistics that our fire department goes through he ran to his truck, he went immediately to Princeton High School, got to a staging area. Uh, I think other people from our fire station did the same separately. And then there's backups that are being put in place to make sure that the county and our community is covered in case there's a fire or some sort of other emergency. The logistics around that is just fascinating to me. And so I want to commend the chief and our entire team and our entire district for, it's just amazing that, um, it's sad that we have to go through mm -hmm. that training. I know they train other people other departments on how to handle those situations as well. So I wanted to point that out. I was also there and it was quite the uh, sight. Yeah. Uh, it was quite the sight to see hundreds of firefighters and hundreds of police officers all converging on Princeton High School. In fact, uh, if you recall last month or two months ago, I told you that I was working with the schools. Mm -hmm. Same thing, it's all part of that planning process that we work with the fire departments and the sheriff's department and other police departments in the area. We're in good hands. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. Okay. That we go on to trustees' reports. Do we have any report, Ms. Hughes? Mm -hmm. I don't have a report, but I just wanted to say hats off to Mel for writing away for our Ned uh, grant. Oh, the grants that we got, I, I just love that. That's why we're doing so many great things. I just want to say hats off to you. Thank you. Anything else to report? Thank you. I think I'm done. Thank you. I think I'm good as well. And that we move on to communications. Any questions about any of the communications? Okay. I do. Uh, then we go on to a motion, and we're going to hand it over to Melissa because I always mess those up. So go. So um, each fall we contract for a temporary service seasonal worker for a fall leaf collection and recycling. Um, it's an, an administrator responsibility to do that I always bring it to the board for you to make a motion um, also because it's beneficial for our residents to know that our crews already work every minute when they are uh, on all the other services we have so many programs and so many services that we deliver and fall is a particularly very difficult time particularly if the uh, if we have a snow event so we'll be uh, adding to um, brush uh, pickup we will uh, probably next week uh, depends on what happens the next week with the weather begin the, the leaf pickup which is basically we go pick up until every street has been hit in the township and then we rinse and repeat uh, and we do that through Christmas Eve day so that's two months uh, and and uh, when we have a snow sleet ice event we actually have to retool our vehicles to take the leaf mechanisms off and put the snow mechanisms on and that takes time and so we don't have enough hands on deck unless we put Lauren Kim and me in a truck and then no one will will be here uh, so uh, the guys do offer that on occasion uh, if we would want to trade places uh, so we uh, will would like to go ahead and hire another uh, temp this fall particularly we might need two but we're going to start with one but just wanted to ask the, the trustees to go ahead and give us your nod on that so just make a motion and vote okay so we're making a motion to allow you to do mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. uh, so moved do i hear a second second roll call mr lamar yes mr kabicki yes Ms. hughes yes we move on to resolutions. All right. We have three, and they're quick. 
Oh, I think you this is that about the administrator. I, so the, the administrator report was for last month and this month, and I took Dustin's time, so that was three. So, um, so the first one is accepting the 2023 amounts and rates as determined by the Hamilton County Budget Commission, authorizing the necessary necessary tax levies and certifying them to the county auditor, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. This has to be an emergency because of the way Hamilton County's Budget Commission process works. Uh, so as you're aware, we uh, uh, had a budget hearing and approved our budget recommendation to the county in July. We submit it to them, they do a full review. Once the second half taxes are paid, they have a clear understanding of the revenues for the following year and they update um, their estimates and so they just ask that we acknowledge that when they return it to us. So this is a, a function that we do every year. At this time, we're just certifying back to them that our budget as we selected it will stay the same. We're not looking to you know, increase it or decrease it based on um, um, the information that they provided to us. So are there any questions? Okay. Um, I've read the title of the resolution. May I, I um, have a motion and a second to dispense with the so second reading? Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. So we've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. And may I have Ms. Hughes? a Sorry. Yes. yes. So moved. <laughs> <laughs> may I have a motion to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The second is an emergency also. This is under the category of supply chain disruptions, difficulty getting grounds maintenance equipment, and the vendors will not honor their proposals if we cannot uh, order the equipment immediately. So typically we would put these on uh, to reading. Authorizing the purchase of one 2022 Skag Turf Tiger zero-turn commercial riding mower from Bramble Mower for public grounds maintenance dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Um, we have one older walk-behind mower and we do a lot of mowing, including over at Ridge and Highland when you get off the interchange. And we're at the point where as, all, as the trustees, which we love, are investing in more programs uh, and events and other initiatives in the township, we still have the same number of staff in the back we need to boost some efficiency. So we want to add a second mower, and this is a riding mower where they stand on it and it moves very quickly and we can cut our mowing time in half. And um, uh, the amount for the mower is, commercial mower, $14,878.50, and, and it is on the state bid. So we went through a state bid uh, vendor. Um, do I have any questions? Okay, I've read the first reading. May I have a second, a motion and a second to dispense so with the moved. second meeting? Reading? So moved. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So, so moved. moved. <laughs> second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? A motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Last resolution. This is a second reading. We already went through this in detail last month. If anyone has any questions, they can go back and look at the, um, uh, the link to the, the video. This is us accepting that we're going to participate in the second stimulus, the American Rescue uh, Plan Act, ARPA, and uh, that we will use the initial proceeds of that program toward, uh, which uh, fall under a critical infrastructure project, a project that the township otherwise would not have uh, been able to afford it to do or did not have funds for. Uh, we will uh, extend sanitary sewer to Elm Street um, off of uh, Walton Creek, which is the only community left in the township that is on septic that is adjacent to an MSD sanitary sewer trunk main. We do have a couple of other areas that uh, are on septic but are not anywhere near 
a, an MSD line, so we don't have the option to do it. One of them is Old Wooster Lane because MSD's line ends at Newtown. But this neighborhood is sitting right next to an MSD trunk line, and they have systems that are failing, and this will change their lives. So this is a second reading only. Um, we don't typically do these. I've read the title of the resolution. Well, I did not. Adopting American Rescue Plan Act funds, the standard allowance for revenue loss, and authorizing the expenditure and dispensing with the second reading. Again, this is just agreeing to participate in the program. This is not an authorization to spend funds for the sanitary sewer project. I should receive in a couple of weeks the final design with the estimate, and then we will uh, bid that, and then we will come to you for permission for that. So this is just agreeing to um, participate in the ARPA program. Uh, so this is a second reading. If there are no questions, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? Second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. Okay. I make a motion that we approve the payment of the bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports to our second. I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. I make a motion that we sign the minutes and the resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavinki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion we adjourn. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavinki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. This is off the record anyway. I, I live on. No, it's on the record.